The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 9th. In today's news, North Korea will send athletes to the Winter Olympics. President Trump's lawyers are afraid to let Bob Mueller interview him without conditions. And another Republican committee chairman is throwing in the towel. But first, the big idea. Donald Trump is systematically alienating the Latino diaspora from El Salvador to Puerto Rico and Mexico. A Manchurian candidate who was secretly trying to alienate Hispanics would be hard-pressed to do as much damage to the Republican brand as President Trump already has during his first year in office. The administration announced on Monday that it will terminate the provisional residency permits of about 200,000 Salvadorans who have lived in the United States since at least 2001, leaving them to face deportation. Trump previously ended what's known as temporary protected status for Nicaraguans and Haitians, and he's expected to cut off Hondurans later this year. This is part of a strategic, full-court press to make America less hospitable to immigrants, both legal and illegal. The most significant example is DACA. Trump created an artificial and unnecessary political crisis by announcing the end of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, which allows about 700,000 undocumented immigrants who were brought to this country as minors to avoid deportation. The president is now trying to use these dreamers in the El Salvadorians who are losing TPS protection as bargaining chips to force Congress to pony up $18 billion for his border wall, which breaks a campaign promise that Mexico would pay. Congressional Republicans have also offered to negotiate an extension of TPS protections in exchange for scaling back the diversity visa lottery program, treating families who have made lives and purchased homes in this country like pawns. There is a not insignificant chance that Trump is going to force a shutdown of the federal government in the coming weeks if he doesn't get money for a wall and curbs on legal immigration. He's meeting with a bipartisan group of lawmakers at the White House later today to negotiate. He's also expected to travel later this month to look at prototypes of a possible border wall. There are many other examples of things that Trump has done to drive Hispanics away from the Republican Party. He previously pardoned Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio after he was convicted of contempt of court for ignoring a federal judge's order to stop racially profiling Hispanics. Immigration enforcement arrests are up 40%. Trump has slashed the number of refugees allowed into the United States to the lowest level since 1980. Trump has also threatened to abandon Puerto Rico's recovery if people on the island don't express more gratitude for his lackluster efforts in the wake of Hurricane Maria. The continuing humanitarian crisis on the island has triggered a massive influx of Puerto Ricans to the mainland, specifically the perennial presidential battleground of Florida. The Puerto Ricans are already U.S. citizens, so they can easily register to vote. Which brings us to 2018. Trump's nativism may cost Republicans Senate seats this year in Arizona and Nevada, as well as several House seats across the Sun Belt. The party's top recruit in the Florida Senate race, outgoing Governor Rick Scott, could pass on running against Bill Nelson, the Democratic senator, if the political environment continues to be this terrible for the GOP. But the much bigger issue here is really the long-term damage that Trump is inflicting on his adopted party. 
When they look back a century from now, historians will likely write that immigration and healthcare were the defining issues of our time. Five years after the Republican National Committee's autopsy of the 2012 election highlighted the urgency of appealing to Latinos, Trump is driving his party down the same path that Pete Wilson followed in California when he embraced Proposition 187 to get reelected in 1994. It was a Pyrrhic victory. The Golden State GOP can't even field a credible candidate for governor or senator in California this year. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, North Korea has agreed to send athletes to next month's Winter Olympics in South Korea. The talks are ongoing, but the tentative agreement is a rare moment of consensus between Kim Jong-un's regime and the outside world. The South Korean government hopes that an agreement on sports can be a gateway into broader discussions about much thornier issues, like North Korea's nuclear program. The North says it will send a high-level delegation, including a cheering squad, to the games. They begin on February 9th. Number two, President Trump may be interviewed as part of Bob Mueller's Russia probe within the next few weeks. The president's attorneys are discussing how to avoid a sit-down encounter with investigators or how to set limits on the session. One idea they're floating is that Trump could provide written answers to the investigators, like how Ronald Reagan did at one point during the Iran-Contra investigation. But veteran prosecutors say it's very unlikely that Mueller would agree to have any witness, even the president, submit written answers to avoid a sit-down interview. Mueller raised this issue of interviewing Trump during a late December meeting with the president's lawyers. Number three, House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Ed Royce, a Republican from California, announced he will not seek re-election. That means Democrats have a prime pickup opportunity in a district that Hillary Clinton carried handily. Royce is now one of eight House Republican chairmen who have announced they won't seek another term ahead of the midterms. He and most of the others would have lost their gavels in the next Congress in accordance with party rules, but several of them also would have faced especially tough re-election campaigns. In Royce's district, it's a majority-minority. It's Orange County in California. It used to be a GOP stronghold, but it's trended blue in recent years because of an influx of immigrants. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, January 9th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.